Good afternoon, good morning. This is After Dark Paranormal Quest back at it again. And we are on episode 12. I think we are. We are. We are on episode 12. So we're on episode 12. You're joined by myself, Dave. And again, sorry, this is episode 12. Uh, a few things I've read, there's more than a few things I really want to cover on this episode. Um, and also, I might end up going back to a, a relevant question I got on a previous episode that I believe I might not have answered to my my best, I think. So that might happen. But yeah, um, I want to start off with a few things. Basically, the first one, Elon Musk. The Rare Life Iron Man. Has anybody ever seen it? It's on Netflix at the moment. I believe it only just got uploaded on Netflix platform last week, I believe. And I watched it. There's a lot about that man that I didn't know. Uh, and there's a lot about that man that quite shocks me. Um, I mean, I knew he was a powerful man. I knew he was rich. Everyone knows Elon Musk now through Tesla. Um, I didn't know that, actually, like, little things like he bought Tesla from two um, entrepreneurs, two young guys that were pretty much clued up to the max. Um, and they did Tesla themselves. They branded Tesla. And then Elon bought that from them when he sold uh, PayPal on. It's just stuff like that. It's a mega, mega thing to watch. Um, I do suggest nipping over to Netflix and just having a gander at that. Uh, Netflix is brilliant, but not so good for the pricing, because I think this is the third year and I trot the pricing's going up, and I just believe you don't get for the one per month, and what you get back as in content. There's a massive gap in my eyes. Um, I renewed it and it wasn't by choice. I just don't know how the hell to cancel. I tried cancelling and they just take the payment out of the bank anyway. So I don't know how to go about doing it. Um, I had the same issue with Google um, Google uh, Drive. Um, I used to use Google Drive. Um, I didn't need it anymore. And when it came to cancelling it, jeez, so long-winded. Uh, another story in itself. Um so yeah, there's a few things I do want to cover on this episode. Um, I do believe after, because I've been listening back to my episodes pretty much as soon as they go up, I do listen to it before it goes online. Um, last week's I made a boo-boo. Again, the music at the end kicked in way too early. <sighs> Clearly apologise for that. And I only realised it when I was listening to the episode at work, and I thought, oh, for fuck's sake, Dave. Um, I must have moved something on the start of the timeline and it's affected something at the back end and I've just not seen it and caught it in time. But again, it's a learning curve and I seem to be doing a lot more mistakes than anything else, but it's definitely a learning curve. Um, so yeah, yeah, I just got myself today. Um, there's a few things I do need to mention. <sighs> I don't know how to start really. Um, liars. Liars. Bareface. Fucking liars. I hate it. I can't stand it. Just like anyone else out there, lying is one thing, but to, to do it and not have a care in the world about the consequences. I believe if you get caught out for a lie, it's got such consequences and such aftermath from it. And I've just, be, I've just caught someone out fair and square. Um, and I'm not going to name names, it's just not worth the hassle, but I caught him out fair and square, and I've known for a while, and oh, this person just, yeah, they might be going through issues themselves, life is a curveball, you don't know how you're going to get 
what are you going to get thrown next? It's one day to the other. Everything changes. I get that. It's life. It's, it's one of those. But for over a long period of time, this relevant individual has been saying a lot of things and showing support. But I was just catching them out, left, right and centre. But I just didn't want to mention anything and it just kind of boiled up and boiled up. When I mentioned it, I said, look, whatever you've been saying and how you've been saying it for a long, all this long period of time, it's not correct. I've checked it all out. It doesn't add up. Um, basically, I'll tell you how and why and what. Um, but I just won't tell you the, the person in, in question. Hey, just a quick message. Well, it's more of an update, really. Uh, we have an online store uh, for merchandise. It can be bought all from there, and it's all been designed by myself. Uh, unique yet different. Also, every purchase basically helps after that push forward, and it shows your support in our quest to show that life really does exist after death. We as a team, totally dedicated to what we do, are so involved making the right content but not just for me it's for you the supporters who also wonder the same thing what happens to your spirit to your energy when you pass over so basically check it out click the link in our youtube uh, about section and the merchandise link will be in there click that it will open the shop check it out see what you think other than that flick over to the facebook page that we've got Put in the search bar HGC After Dark and the shop will all be on there. But make sure you like the page. Hopefully the shop that you will see and the items we've got on there you will like. Have a look. See what you think. Other than that, thank you very much for listening to this. And let's get back to this episode, yeah? Uh, this person in question um, literally just said they support everything that I do. Uh, they watch and listen to everything that I uh, put up content-wise, and they always they always have done, which was is it moved it to me years more than anything. It's uh, it's good to show that people do do that. And then when I'm having um, individual conversations with this individual, I'm saying things regarding what I've said in the podcast, and do you know when you just have that sixth sense that really I don't think they've ever listened to any because they haven't got a clue. You can just tell by the body mannerisms which. Believe it or not, it's 90% of what gives it away. You just don't realise you're doing it yourself when you're lying. Uh, your body gives away, your body language gives away a lot more than what you might think. Um, and this was happening in front of my face. So I tested the water and I thought, right, I'll drop some innuendos and uh, some little fibs just to see if they stumble and say, no, 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 I don't remember that part or um, whatever. I, don't know. I haven't listened to that part. I must have missed that part. So I went on those line and there was like, just agree him. Oh yeah, yeah, it's really good that part. I've not said anything like that. Anyway, shape or form, I was like, for fuck's sake, man. So I had it out with the individual. I said, look, we all, I, all, I get it. Everyone's got their own lives going on. Everyone's got their own thing. But just tell me the truth. If I don't know, a podcast isn't your thing, or you don't have Spotify to be able to listen to it, or Apple. Um, because uh, I don't upload it to YouTube anymore. Well, I will do soon enough once the um, visual gets sorted, which I know famous mention. Um, yeah, I get that. That's fine. But just tell me the truth. Just tell me. I said, Dave, to watch podcast out my thing. I've listened to one. You pulled back teeth off me and I lasted 20 minutes and I just couldn't do it. 
happy like sound sound but at least i know where i am at least i know where i am and that that's the that's the key it's the best part of it because when you don't know where you are and then you're tripping this person up every single second of the day other little things and you think is it really worth it to spin a life for so long and then get yourself caught out by forgetting it's just one of those uh I should have put it as my pet peeve last week, really, shouldn't I? I didn't really think. I think I did cover it, um, but I didn't put it down as a liar. I just covered it in another aspect, I believe, if I remember rightly. But, yeah, it just it, it really bugged me. And I knew for a long time this individual clearly doesn't watch or listen to anything that I put up. So just don't say it then. At the end of the day, if you haven't listened to it or you haven't watched it, then don't say anything and don't portray that you have. And I wouldn't bat an eyelid of it. At the end of the day, I wouldn't. Um, but to say the opposite and then keep getting caught out all the time, it got to a point where I balled up. I said, look, what is the crack? And then they take a back foot and blame me for it, saying, um, but I've been this and I've been that, and this is this and this is that. And I'm thinking, no, yeah, 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 yeah. It's not about that. Um, you started off this whole facade in the first place, this whole ball of lie. And because you've been caught out, don't spin it onto me. It's not worth it. You're a lovely, lovely individual, and I still always will agree with that till the day I die, probably. But when you're barefaced lying and you've been caught out, just put your hands up. You know I mean, everyone does it. Everyone spins a white line now and then. It's just one of those. People make a living from it, believe it or not. And yeah, put your hands up. It's the best form of action, and it shows you as a character, I believe as well. But when you try lying upon that lie to cover a little lie, it's just never-ending story. Uh, anyway, the live, um, I said live, it's not live, it said that what we was going to do is um, integrate um, video onto the sound and put it onto YouTube, which is still going ahead by the way. Um, what I is, I've just finished my set of thought work and I've uh, I've got oh, I had a shower, done my bits, got it for side. And then I've started to figure out how I'm going to go about doing it because when you're recording a podcast, your sound has to be cock on and your video has to be cock on. Now my equipment I use regarding video aspects is cock enough, it's cock enough. <laughs> it's, it's, it's high grade enough to, to cover it, it'll be fine. Uh, so we we'll taking a sip So it'll be fine that aspect. Um, sound. Now I have three mics, two professional mics which I use on my podcast episodes as I speak. Now, hello, this is one of them I'm speaking on now. Um, they're all attached to my computer, and my computer is an, um, an iMac thing, so it's, it's a stationary dock, and it's not a laptop or anything. And then I've got another spare one, um, which is what it says, and it's in spare, just in case anything happens to the ones that I'm using. Now, the ones that I'm currently on now are USB connectivity, so you plug it into USB, and it connects automatically to my software. There you go, done and dusted, that's how it works. And the third one, unfortunately, is a phone or a connection, but I do have a mix pad that I can connect that up to, so I can still use it, but it's a phone or a connection. Now, to be able to set up a mini slash studio cast slash look in my front room, because um, I've got like a big aquarium fish tank there, and it's, it's just a bigger open space, um, I would need two mics, minimum. Now, I don't have a laptop. I did, but I got rid of it because I never used it. And the money I earned from that um, went straight into buying this iMac for my editing. Um, I never thought I'd need one. Clearly, I do. Because to be able to record independently in a different room compared to what I'm talking to now, on the equipment I'm talking on now, sorry, 
I need to have a laptop to be able to connect up my wireless, my my mics too, and to be able to call, record sound. Now I can bypass it. So with my spare mic being a phono connection, I can plug it into external devices that I do hold and possess. So I can still literally record, but that's only on one mic. So I was like, um and ah, what to do, what to do, what to do. So I've just decided I'll do this one visual, um, this one audio, and then I'll order two brand new mics and get them next week and I can go visual. I have to. If I go visual now, I'm doing it half cut. I'm doing half a job. And it just isn't entwined in me to do it that way. I make mistakes. If I'm doing half a job, then I'm going to push myself into making a mistake even further. And I don't want that look to be on my shoulders. So... I may as well do it properly. And so I've got to order two more mics, um, or maybe just a one. Not a lot of two, because I need two the same to make sure the quality is same all around. And I will get them ordered, and they'll be there here for next week, so I can finally get it sorted out, finally done and dusted. So yeah, that's the reason why I couldn't do it. Um, I don't really want to go out and buy a laptop just for recording in my front room. Uh, but I'm, I think I might have to. Uh, it's a catch-22. I can record directly to my camcorder. Um, when I do the um, live, stop saying live, Dave. When I do the visual part to the podcast, it will be on two cameras. So I've got two separate angles. One from the side and one directly in the front. So to be able to record direct sound to one camera would work. So I can just plug my phone directly into my camcorder and my camcorder will pick it up just like an external uh, mic kind of thing and it will be fine just like that. That is an option and I could have gone down that route to be honest with you. But I was supposed to have Michelle in today. So, one mic and two people on a visual feed just wouldn't cut it. Um, so I had to throw that again out the window. Uh, Again, I don't want to go half cut, so I've just I'll do it this way for now, and then I'll just uh, I will start out getting these mics started, getting them sorted and plugged in and ready and ready to go. I will get it done. It's just teething problems. You get them every time, and they just seem to keep cropping up when you don't want them, uh, especially uh, with me. Uh, it's just one of those really. Um, so I have got a question sent in. Um, I will be uh, reading that out come the end of the episode as well. Um, again, there's a few things I want to cover. Now, I, what I've done is I've looked back on all the questions that I've been sent in from our very first start, a few of them, um, I just never used. I don't know why. I just If the question didn't fit very much at that present episode or at that present time, it would be pushed to the next episode and, and so on and so on. Next thing you know, it gets put on the back burner and you completely forget it. So there's a few things I've wrote down what people have sent in. Um, I just never answered them. Um, and I can go over them as well. I've wrote a few of them down just, just to be on the safe side, really. So I will I will cover that. Um, I will say I made a not very really wise choice last week. This just boils down to the pure fact that sometimes I just totally switch off. We all do it, I hope. I do it more than once, probably daily. I, in my apartment 
you've got one of them extractor fans that's connected to my light switch from my bathroom so when you're in the shower of course it turns on takes the steam out stops mold all that stuff well i got some building work done to my apartment uh last year and unfortunately the builders forgot to put my existing fan back on i know they put it back on but they didn't connect it properly so it stopped working so it got to a point where i thought well, i've got to get i've got to go get a brand new one soon i've got to get it sorted out and anyway i went and put it ahead and went and got um, a brand new fan and I needed it fitting, so I thought I'll take my old one off. Now, I wasn't too sure about my breaker board, which one which fused to flick off because, I mean, this is this is the part where I made the mistake. So I thought, right, okay, I'll take the risk and just pull it off the wall and just make sure I don't, I don't touch anything. And then I can just bang the new one in, done dusted. Twice, I got electrocuted. First time was the shock of my life. <laughs> Sorry about the punt. And the next one threw me across the bathroom. Because um, when I when I caught it out the first time, I thought, right, Dave, just shut yourself out, bearing this man, my body's still shaking with the electrical current travelling from my head to my toe. But right, I won't do that part again. I won't touch that part of the board again. I'll, I'll near enough finish the job. Just get it done. And it caught me out a second time, but the second time was a healthy shock where he, uh, yeah, it woke me up. So I had to go and just flick off the whole power to my whole apartment, which is a killer really, because everything goes off internet, my sky, everything all got to reset. It's one of those where I hate doing it, but I did it and I put the new fan on. Um, what a pain. But I didn't put the new fan on actually. actually someone came in and did it for me. Um, but I just learned the hard way. Don't mess around with electronics, because it will bite you. Um, and it bit me. Uh, yeah, the guy that came down and I told him about it, he was laughing his head off. I said, how many volts go through that? He said, oh, you're looking at about a good 240. I went, oh, yeah, I felt it all right. Not just the first time, the second time too. And he found it hilarious. He thought it was really funny. Uh, but me, it absolutely killed me. Um, yeah, I've got um, a question. Come on, What kind of podcast do I listen to? That's what it was. Uh, I dare reel him off because... Some of them are pretty random to say the least, but I've got my phone on my desk at the moment, so I will actually just flick them up um, and I'll explain a few of them. Uh, let's have a look. Let me say. So, the first one if anyone supports, well, yeah, can say this. If anyone supports my new, this goalkeeper used to play for him, Ben Foster, you know, plays for West, uh, Wat, uh, Watford, Watford Football Club. Uh, now I believe he's just left Watford, so he's literally a free agent. But he's got his own podcast called Fozcast, which is a, a view of uh, sport, but from a goalkeeper's perspective. And he gets people on his podcast and explains um, everything in detail regarding what happens behind the scenes regarding the sport and, and football in general. Fantastic listen to. So I stumbled across his podcast, I don't know, six, seven months ago, and I've always listened to it ever since. So I listened to him. Um, Sophia with an F. I don't know if anyone's ever come across her. I'm not a big fan of her at the moment. She's going downhill in my thoughts. Um, the content she's putting up isn't up to par than what it used to be. Um, one second. Max! Max! Stop it! Shifted for his litter. Flicks it out all the time. So, so yeah, Sophia with an F. She used to work alongside... Um, what's her name? What's her name? Alex Cooper. Anyone heard of Alex Cooper? The Call Her Daddy podcast. 
Um, at one point, Call Ahead Daddy was the third highest downloaded and listened to podcast in the entire Spotify catalogue. This was sometime mid last year. This is when Sophia was um, a guest on, not a guest, she was presenting it with with um, Alex Cooper at this, at this time um, when it went third highest. They had a big spat. Um, I think. Alex Cooper in general, well, well, go back a step. So the podcast itself, Call Her Daddy, is a sex podcast. Supposed to be. Um, it's not so much anymore. Um, but this time last year, when Sophia was on it with her, it was primarily a sex podcast. Now, I found it hilarious listening to. Um, people... Um, ringing in and explaining their encounters and their mistakes and and, and this that the other and it just was really funny to listen to um alex cooper in general she's a blonde-haired girl not that i've got anything against blonde-haired girls but she's blonde-haired blue eyes very pretty ex-footballer she's not professional but she used to play football back in her in her day um she's got a brain she's got a head on her shoulders she's a very cool girl and when she did the podcast with sophia she orchestrated behind Sophie's back a new deal on the podcast, um, and Sophie didn't like that. Uh, she really got to be in a bonnet over it, and they fell out because of this. Um, something happened, something a lot of things were said, and they ended up separating ways because of it. And now Sophia has got her own podcast, Sophia with an F. That is, I call it a sex podcast as well, but it's a bit of everything. And then, of course, we've got independent Alex Cooper, who does call her hair daddy now independently and has done ever since. Um, Alex Cooper has gone from strength to strength. She has now signed a deal, multi-million pound deal, direct with Spotify to broadcast on Spotify. And she's the only podcast that I actually know that do video on Spotify. So she actually records a video um, on there. And I've never seen any, any of her podcasts do that up to now, apart from hair. So she's, she's gone from strength to strength. And she's brilliant at what she does. She's a very, very brainy girl. She knows what she wants. She knows how she wants it. And uh, she's very good with her mouth. And please don't take that the wrong way. She can speak to speak. I mean, um, she's good on a mic. And but just lately, she seems to be in my eyes slipping. The guests she's bringing on are not fantastic. And when she does her solos, she I'm not sure I'll ever listen to this. It's just my personal, personal opinion. She just sounds very childish. Uh, she comes across very, very childish. Now, sex in general is a very serious thing. It happens day to day. Life is just revolved around it. Uh, but when you add a very childish kind of atmosphere on a podcast regarding that subject, I just think the both ends of the spectrum and they don't really mix. And so just recently I've been turning off very much on a few of her episodes. Maybe it's just a blip. Hopefully it is. Um, it happens to the best of us. And again, I do wish her luck, and she she she'll do well. She'll will prevail. It's just I think she needs to start questioning herself a bit more and how she needs to present herself on 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 her mics. And um, yeah, maybe she might sort that out. But then Sophia with F, sorry, she went independent, of course, when um, they split, and she's got her own podcast now. Her podcast is very much bits of everything. She's not the brightest spark in the box, um, Sophia. Lovely, lovely girl in general. But again, there's just something missing. But a podcast, they are funny to listen to. Sometimes I do find them very much a, a slog. 
because she is under a lot more pressure to provide good statistics for her providers and her sponsors. But with her being very independent and by herself, and a lot more pressure on her shoulders, I think sometimes it does get the best of her, and she lets that slip sometimes on her episodes with things that she comes out with, um, pretty much begging the general public to like and subscribe because it will make her life a lot easier because she's getting a lot of pressure from behind closed doors kind of thing, which, yes, it happens. We all know it happens, but just keep that to yourself. And you know, just, That's the stuff you really want to keep personal, I believe. Um, but again, still brilliant and, and around that respect, and I listen to them too all the time. So... Call her daddy, uh, Sophia with an F. I do listen to that. Now, what else do I listen to? Right, let's scroll through. So, we've mentioned them two. Um, has anyone ever watched... Wait on one second. Um, what do you call it? Man's gone blank. It went blank last episode um, and some things as well. There's this podcast called Welcome to Our Show. It's presented by Zoe De Deschanel. Don't know if you recognise her name. She was in a few Christmas films and that, like um, Elf and stuff. She's the girl that sings in Elf. Hannah Simone, which is a co-star, and um, I can't remember the name. Lamone Morris, which is another guy on there. Uh, New Girl. I don't know if anyone's ever watched it. Um, it used to be on Netflix, but I think they put it on Netflix, back on Netflix, um, when COVID was going on, because no one has anything better to do in life. So they put all the episodes back on Netflix for people to be able to watch, and that's when I stumbled across it again. And I watched the name of the episode. Um, I watched all of it. Um, brilliant. Um, Zoe Deschanel, very talented young individual actress and producer, and she um, produced a lot of New Girl, uh, and it's just the comical aspect view that they add to it, the jokes, the witty banter between all the cast um, and the storylines. They were really funny, and so they made their own podcast, and you will find a lot like this um, of shows that people have watched, and the, the cast of the shows then create a podcast on the show, I think the OC do it, um, and then of course you've got New Girl, they do it as well. Um, and I don't know if anyone's ever watched Smallville. Um, Smallville, they've got their own one as well. So <laughs> there's a few that do it, um, and there's no, nothing against that. Um, it's just a lot of people listen to it. I'm one, for Christ's sake. But yeah, this podcast, uh, Welcome to Our Show, is pretty much based on all the episodes. And I'll, I love to know what happens in the background on a set or when these professional actors and actresses let things slip about how they live their life, how they um, do their job, and um, just little information of about little mistakes that happened or good things that happened behind set and stuff like that. I find it all interesting. They cover a lot of it on on the end because they get guests on as well um, on their show. So I do listen. <laughs> I listen to that. Um, God, Shag Marion Lloyd, Chris Ramsey, and Rosa Ramsey. If you're American listener, you've probably never heard of any of them. Um, Chris Ramsey is a, a famous comedian and of course um, Rosie is his wife they uh, Shag Marid Annoyed is their podcast it's their name of their podcast they are just fully together um, they have that witty banter between them both and of course you have to remember they're both married so they spend a lot of time together in general so to have a podcast and explain about their life day to day life to life thing because they've got kids as well I just found it quite hilarious to listen to and um, they're both Jordas and there's something about the Jordas and the accent that I love um, 
and I like that and the Liverpoolian accent I think that's fucking brilliant as well um, on, on the Irish um, I love the Irish women as well but these two add the accent humour what happens behind closed doors and they're both pretty talented they're on actual greens as well and they're on actual spets I mean Chris is a really good stand-up comedian I've listened to that um, Unfiltered Zane and Heath don't know if anyone's ever come across that um, it is a podcast on YouTube. They have a YouTube podcast, but they also portray it on um, social media. Um, social media on Spotify, and I listen to them. Um, Zane and Heath are best friends, and he's got the partner on there. So I think Heath's partner is called Rack My Brain Mariah, and then of course they've got their best friend on there. And I can't remember his name, but he's on there as well. Um, it, the this podcast I actually look up to. They have their own professional studio in California. I think they live somewhere out in California. And I think they've turned their garage into a professional kind of looking studio. Fantastic to look at. And they spent a lot of money on it, you can tell. It give me ideas on what I want to go about doing. Um, so I'll look up to them on, on that respect as well. Their content is fantastic. Some of the guests have had on. Oh, my God. So funny. And I'd, four people at Odie have their own the podcast. And then I had a fifth one, which is a guest. The banter just bounces from one to another, and it's such a funny, funny listen to. Um, so I do suggest flicking on maybe on there one time and just Zane and Heath, um, un- unfiltered. It's called unfiltered. So I will listen to that. Uh, the next one: two girls, one ghost. Two girls, one ghost. Two girls, one ghost. I don't know if anyone listens to that. I know they're American, but uh, I-, I whispered because that's how they portray the podcast when it starts. Two girls, one ghost. I just find it so addictive to only listen to it. Um, yeah, so two girls, one girls. I've been listening to these now for a year. Um, again, I do look up to these because uh, they're two brilliant, brilliant um, girls at what they do. Uh, very much into the paranormal. It's a paranormal podcast. Um, and they bring all the, the the listeners and the supporters, they bring them all into to the episodes and they, they talk with them, which is fantastic to listen to. But they cover everything regarding possessions, haunted houses, haunted just ghosts in general, Ouija boards, anything along the line of the paranormal, they have probably covered it. I think they're up to like 100, let's have a look how many episodes they've done. See all episodes, they've done a hell of a lot. Uh, 179 episodes they've done. So they've been running a hell of a long time. Uh, and there's something about their voices. I find it such a nice listen to when their voice has that lovely, lovely tone. It's like listening to a female singer when they sing the high notes, like... Um, Perry Edwards out of uh, Little Mix, I found, I found her voice so therapeutic. And when she hits the high notes, it's like, oh, it just, just rolls off a duck's back kind of thing. It just sounds really, really good. Alicia Keys, she's really good at it. Shania Twain, when she was uh, her day, her high notes singing's fantastic. But these girls, they have the voices, that the tone of voices just sounds really nice to the ear. And so when you listen to the podcast, you're not just listening to what they're saying, you listen to the actual voice and the tone of the voice as well. And very addictive, to say the least. And I've been listening to these now for a good period of time, and they're very good at what they do. So that's another podcast that I do listen to. <laughs> God, here we go. Oh, some of these are a bit dodgy. Started with the Dyers, Danny Dyer and Danny Dyer. Danny Dyer is a famous actor, and his daughter, his daughter is called Danny Dyer. So like Danny D A N N Y, and then she spells her name D A N I. Um, so father daughter kind of thing. They have their own podcast, started with the Dyers. I listen to that because they're just funny. They're the Londoners, and I don't know. It's just their accents and some of the things they come out with. Uh, it's quite funny to listen to. So sometimes I'll, I'll flick on and listen to them. And another one that I do listen to. Welcome to the OC bitches. 
it is presented by Rachel Bilson and Marinda or Melinda Clark. Is it Melinda Clark? I think I'll just check her name out. I'm sure, it's Melinda Clark, but I'll double check. Uh, scrolling to the top. So, uh, yeah, I'm right. So, if anyone's ever watched the OC, uh, I watched it through and through when I was younger. Uh, and I still only last year, maybe the year before last, flipped back on and started watching it again because it's really, really good. Uh, the OC slats, it stands, stands for Orange County. Uh, this podcast is presented by Rachel Bilson and Melinda Clark. Uh, and the OC's got like uh, Ben McKenzie in. Um, Seth, who is played by Adam Brody, he's in there. Uh, Melinda Clark, um, Rachel Bilson is another one which have, who does the podcast. Um, what's her name? Oh, I can't remember her name, it's another one as well. But yeah, it's just Orange County, it's just literally, if not if you've not come across it, it's very old, it's over 15 years old now. Um, it's not even reality TV, it's uh, more along the lines of. What would you call it? It's not a documentary either. Um, just like a, a kind of high school life background kind of show kind of thing. Orange County is a very rich area in America, California. Um, I believe it's, I'm sure I'm right. And it's recorded there. And it shows you the life of the rich and famous, you know, the, the kids. I mean, when I watch films, I don't know if it's just me, it probably is just me, but I like watching high school films, especially American high schools, because their high schools are totally different to the UK, total ends of the spectrum. And it's so appealing how the high schools in America um, are. They're really patriotic, they love the sports, more than one sport. I mean, they've got so many different sports that they do in America. And the schools are, Brilliant to look at, and even if everything kid drives at school, <laughs> it's like madness. I I like that, and I've always liked that. And um, the OC was very much like that. These high privileged school school is that it showed you how what their life was like behind school, how they lived their life, like when they went to proms and when they went and socialised and what they did and stuff like. And Orange County is very much like that. It's very much a late nineties program, but very well done and. I've always liked how it was recorded, the uh, storylines that were connected to it um, and stuff like that. And I, I've always liked it. I mean, the I believe the director on this, what was his name? Josh Schwartz? 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 Yeah, Josh Schwartz. He's the director and he directed the full thing. Um, very, very, very brainy man. He's done a lot in his time. Um, a lot of shows that are now running, he probably has directed them somewhere, shape or form. And he did the OC was one of his best and a lot of the storylines have come from the heart from him. And so he's put his own touch on it, which made it a very, very um, good watch. And so when they brought the podcast out, which was based on all the episodes, which I think the OC ran for seven years and they did six seasons. Uh, their first season alone had 28 episodes, which was never, never done back then. And it hasn't actually been done ever since. Um, just to have what a season one with twenty eight episodes and bearing around the forty five minutes each episode as well. So it just showed the uh, the strength that this uh, this the OC went to, and the the cast that was in it was picked really well, and it was all 
done really, really well from start to finish. So I listened to the podcast on that. Um, again, great listen. So good just to re- re- relive what I used to watch back when I, when it was on TV. And I used to look, uh, watch it then. It just kind of been back memories of what my life used to be like then. And stuff like that. It's like listening to a song that I've not listened to for like 20 years. Um, very similar to that. So I bring back memories, good memories. Um, and I like that. So yeah, that's another podcast that I listen to. Um, and I have done for a very long while. Uh, there's a few more. Like a whole city one because my whole city supporter. Bastel Sports, I know you probably American American people are listening now. Uh, probably know Bastel. Um, I listen to them only because there's so many of them that I want to. So it's like they must be sat on a massive table, um, all talking amongst themselves about news that's happened. Um, they call it the men's humour in a locker room atmosphere. I, I think that's just a really good way of saying it. And Bastel Sports are a very big unit in America, and 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 pretty much when they talk and things they talk about it's good for a man to listen to uh, and the last one impulsive with Logan Paul he's got his own podcast everyone probably knows this one I should think so he's had his podcast for years I find this man very very intriguing to say the least um, and the cast that he's got on there what he brings on again brilliant it just there's something about the guy. I mean, I'm not a big fan of his um, of his his brother, um, but Logan Paul, I think he's just something about him. Um, it's funny. Believe it or not, he started off in Disney. Would you believe? Yeah, he started off in Disney. So he's an actor, um, and he did that. And then he's just like dipped his finger in every pie. And next thing you know, he's got his podcast, and he does his podcast uh, now. And um, he has uh, Mike on there, Mike Merlock and uh, George. George is um. I don't know if he's a fully fledged comedian. He might be. And then Mike Merlach is uh, his best mate. And Mike has got a really good head on the shoulders. Very, very witty man. Um, very good with his words, his pronunciations. Uh, on the ball at all times. He used to have a drug addiction back in his day. So he's been through the lowest of the low. And he's got to where he is now. And very much an inspiration. I've always wanted to buy his autobiography. I know he's bought an autobiography out. And I actually am going to look at buying it. Just to the fact of... I want to get into his head. Um, I mean, I've never been addicted to drugs, um, so I would never know what it's like to be, to feel that. But just this man in general, no matter what's been dealt with him in life, always manages to stand back up and stand strong and tall. And I think it's very much an inspiration to every male out there that are going through issues on a day-to-day basis now. Um, everyone does. But a lot of males do keep quiet on that. It's just a male thing to do. I do it. I used to do it. I don't do it as much now, but I do understand why it happens. Mike stands up for that. He stands up for all humanity and especially the males. Um, and it's just very good. Very good to listen to. And then it banters off um, Logan Paul, and then you have George, which is a comedian, and you have him in between, and then a guest. Very very good humour and very good to um, to watch and listen to. And they also have a YouTube channel, uh, which is impulsive. Um, exactly the same thing. Uh, but you can see it video wise, and they've got their own set up in their own studio. Uh, and again, just check it out if you if you're not already doing it. Um, another thing I like about it, Logan Paul as well, he admits everything. All the mistakes is done. He admits them. I love that about a man. Very good, very good gentleman. Well, decent, decent guy, and very much will always keep listening and watching him. Watching him, that's for sure. So yeah, there's just a few of my podcasts. There's a few others on there. <laughs> I could keep reeling them off. I got another question ages ago. Um, let's have a look. Scrolling down. Right, so. 
One second. Who do I look up to and take my inspiration from? I was one of them. Um, I know it was a female that sent it in, but I can't bring it. Um, that was sent months and months ago. That it's uh, a hard question that to answer. I think that's why I didn't put it on one of my on one of my episodes. <sighs> a few of these. I'm a nineties kid, so my music taste is very nineties. I am very straight and narrow. And if anyone ever listens to the music that I listen to, they probably question me straight away. Uh, and yeah, once I got on that pattern and that, that path, I just, my whole Spotify playlist is pure 90s, early 2000 music, mixture of absolutely anything. It sounds good, or the singer's good, or just the background beat is good, or the vocal tone is good, I will listen to it. There's no genre on what I listen to, um, but very similar to films. So when I grew up, I used to, my inspiration was Will Smith. He brought out an album called Millennium, and I believe he did bring it out in 1999. Now, I'd already watched him on... Um, in West Philadelphia, and born and raised with a big arm, where it's been most of my days. That thing. What do you call it? Chilling out, relaxing, relaxing, or cool, and I shoot some meatball outside. What do you call it? Can't recall it, but it comes to me. So he did that. Um, and that's when I stumbled across him. And... I watched every, it was on every every Tuesday on BBC Two, English UK channel, it was on every Tuesday, no, every evening, sorry, on BBC Two, and I used to absolutely love, I need to check that out, I'm going to go on Google here, Will Smith shows, Jesus, because my mind's gone, but I did this last episode, my mind goes blank, and then that's, next thing you know, I move on, and I don't actually get the answer I need to, so what is he well known for? I'd love to go into the part regarding Jade Pinkett Smith, and I might, Stumbled into it. Fish Prince Bella, there you go. Jesus, Mary and Joseph. Yeah, Fish Prince Bella. That's when I first stumbled across him. Very much an inspiration. But then, growing up as a child and growing up as an artist, you don't know what route you want to take just yet. You seem to dabble in dip your toe in everything before you finally find your forte in life and what you what you want to do. So he was a very very good actor in in principle. He was, and him doing um, stand up kind of cam with. Because he's in front of a live audience to see as well. So him doing that on Fresh Prince, I kind of got me interest straight away. But then he went into music. And his first ever album in 1999 was called Millennium. And I am addicted. And I still listen to this album now. I'm addicted to this album. This album was literally wrote from the heart. All his singles on there were written by himself. And I'm going to pull it up now. And he, he was a good singer, a good rapper. Um, Will Toolcade, Feet, um, Casey. That, that, that's the best song he's ever bought out. Just everything about it, everything about the album. So I literally, I was addicted to this man. And everything, of course, after that, I went to films, small films, low budget, and look where he is now with massive, big budget films. Yes. I will get on to it. The slap was crazy. Well, well, not needed for, and he shouldn't have done it. There was no need to do that, and it was a letdown. Very much a letdown. Especially when people like myself look up to the guy and he's doing things like that. You think, 
people start questioning it and it's been hit now a lot of movies have been dropped because of it but in all fairness the guy's that rich I don't think it's going to affect him financially but it will affect him mentally um, the thing is with Will Smith though he's going through an absolute turmoil with his wife uh, and everything's under the, the scoping eye of the lovely social media and because of this I think it's chipping away at him and I think for that split second he dropped the ball Literally, and he did what he did and slapped him on live on stage. I mean, there was just no need for it. And I think, yeah, it's been chipping away at him slowly. And I think I said on my last episode, it's like blowing up a balloon up, put too much air in it, just pops. And for that split second, he popped and he made probably cut this off. He probably made the biggest mistake in his life, and he will never forget that. And I will still look up to him because I've looked up to him from when I was a young age. Um, I won't look up to the choices that he's made recently, probably in the last five years. But because I'm old enough now, I'm old enough to make my own choices. But I know when I was younger, every choice that he made in life, I kind of followed suit. Um, but when he when he signed by Columbia Records in 1999 and made that Millennium album, fantastic. <laughs> a lot of my childhood memories that I've evolved around listening to that album constantly and it's just brilliant, brilliant. Will Smith, yeah, he's probably one of them that I will uh, like to say that I do look up to and a definite inspiration. I think the other inspiration um, is my sister. I, I, I can't really go into the re real big reasons why but the main issue is she's been through an absolute turmoil of her life. Um, She's always been hit with the the bad choices. What you'd say is a bad choice. She's picked the wrong choice. Um, and life's just not been as plain sailing what it should be. But she's always picked herself up, dusted herself down, plodded forward. She's got two lovely kids, my niece and my nephew. Um, and she's settled down with Nick, her partner. And they've just bought their first house, um, a four-bed house near us in a really nice, nice area as well. She bought a house and everything about the girl I look up to. I always has been. Well, she was younger than me. But I still look up to her. And I tell her this, and she's like, oh, shut up, you, you dickhead, you, and all that stuff. Rubbish. But she makes a mean, mean Christmas dinner. And for the last three years, we've been going down there. Uh, two years, sorry, we've been going down there for Christmas dinner. I love her. She can cook. By God, she can cook. Uh, yeah, I love it to bits. So my sister, definitely, without going into too much information, with it being personal and that, my sister was my third. Um, and I think, I'm my second, sorry, my third. Who do I look up to and take my inspiration from? Weirdly enough, myself. If I didn't take inspiration from my mistakes, my bad choices, my wrong path taken, my wrong things that I may have said or done, then I'm not learning. So, okay, sorry, cat's done me. So I would say myself. Um, I do look up to myself to a certain extent. Um, I have to. There's a few things about myself that I do feel happy about. Like probably in the last two years, I've been I'm a lot more stronger in my choices that I want to take. And if I do get do trip up now and then, I, I dust myself down and push forward. I've had a lot of hair, a hell of a lot of hair, not just from a past relationship, but I've had a lot of hair all my life. I've been in and out of care and stuff like that. So I've had, there's a lot about me that a lot of people don't know, which I will be coming out in future episodes because I like to 
reel off exactly what's gone on in my life in general as well because I know it happens to everyone. It really does. And there's a lot about me that I just want to I just want to spiel. I just want to talk about. But yeah, there's just all the hurt I went through from a young age to where I am now, health issues, all that stuff, everything in the mix. And I still dust myself down now and I still plod forward and I still feel headstrong. I'm more headstrong now than I ever ever have been, ever. And that's because I've just been through fucking shape for the last fucking two years, two or three years. Um, when you think life's thrown is absolute best at you, it hasn't because the next day you wake up and something else totally different happens and you're like, couldn't this get any more worse? Sometimes it does feel like that, but I always take pride in um, finding the best of every worst scenario. I think you have to, especially when COVID hit. That was another thing. That was all of a lot. It's like the world shut down. It did. It just literally shut down and oh, even I found myself getting depressed and I had to keep doing things. That's when After Dark actually got created. So mid-second year pre-pandemic, um, After Dark got created, so I kind of took my mind away from it. Um, but yeah, it's another thing. It's all about, anyway, let's not talk about pandemic. We've been there. We've all done that. We've all gone through the same hymn shoot on that one. So yeah, um, yeah, so I'd say myself, I think I'm happy with where I am now. But for 10 plus years, I never was. Not really, not fully. And it does lead me on to my next thing. This podcast, this episode, sorry, will be a, a fairly long one. If you're just not interested, please just turn off. And I mean, don't feel like you have to listen. But um, this just lead me into the next thing. Um, and I will get myself uh, comfortable for this one. So, on my last job, I worked for a recycling firm. And what we would do... We would recycle, I don't know why I'm telling you what the job will entail, but I'll tell you. Um, any plastic waste, any recycled plastic waste, we would take it on and we would um, refine it to clean all the anomalies out of it, any metal and stuff like that. What we'd do is we'd send that material through presses, which would then make it into pellets, which is a fuel-grade pellet, which you can burn, which is a green fuel. So that's the principle of the company. It's not around no more. Well, the, com the company's around, but not where I used to work. It should shut down which I've told in previous episodes. But I met this guy there called Tom. Now, just going back, I don't think he'll mind me mentioning his name. I'm not going to mention his last name, but I don't think he'll mind it. So, all the hate and hatred that I've been through, like mistakes what I've just mentioned, and, and the crap that life just threw at me, especially coming out of that time, all 10 relationship, and actually having my heart ripped out, stepped on, pierced 50 times, and then threw back into my chest. At that present time, it kind of made me more question myself, my ability as a, a as a man. What do I want in life? What can I achieve? What can I give as a character to someone else? Um, can I start loving myself a bit more? Can I start making wise choices on what I want to do, what I enjoy doing, and what I don't enjoy doing? Just stuff like that. So going through all these terms of choices in life kind of made me who I am and believe it or not I only started coming into my own skin early 30s just take me 30 years 25 30 years and I think 30 onwards I think I started realizing who I was as a person more than what I did when I was mid-20s and anyway I, I was at this old workplace and I met this guy called Tom and now now when I start a new workplace I'm a very boisterous not in your face kind of person but I, I like to show everyone there that I'm not a shy away person. Um, 
I'm confident in what I do and I, the machines that I drove there for a living I was paid to do I did very well and it was just a very shitty atmosphere to work in the the managers above us uh, the hierarchy just ran the place into the ground made bad choices and if something didn't go their way they would victimize shout at you belittle you in front of people to make themselves feel better and this went on for a long period of time so a lot of staff came and go came and went from the place when i started there, i stayed there for i was there for eight months i went for exactly the same thing but because I'm a lot more thick-skinned, I kind of tried to brush it off. But anyway, my supervisor was Tom. Lovely, lovely guy, Tom. Um, when I first met him, he was very straight and narrow. But you can see there was a bubbly side to the guy. It was just one of those people that when he talks, I was interested in what he had to say and how he had to say it. And I gave him time. And if ever was confused or um, wasn't sure what to do, I would first go to him. And he never belittled me, he never brought me down, and he's he had a, he's got a good head on his shoulders, but he's got a heart, and he wasn't shy to show that. And so I got I got close to the geezer, he's a very nice guy, uh, I still think it now to this day. And when you get close to someone, you kind of get used to the way they are as a person, so the things they do and things they say when you're at work. Cause we, I was doing 12 hour shifts five on two off so i spent a hell of a lot of my life my, my hourly days with this geezer with, with tom so i got to know him through and through his personality his traits things he said things he didn't his body language his mannerisms everything in between and but as time went by he started to change something just wasn't quite right and i couldn't put my finger on it but i knew something wasn't quite right now, me as a person, I'm not abrupt in any way, shape or form, but if I feel something needs to be said, I will be the first person to say it. Um, not rude or anything like that, but if something needs to be said, I will say it. It's just one of those. Uh, and I pulled him aside. I said, Tom, is everything all right, mate? Just something not quite right, mate. Is everything okay? And I, I looked at him and I was, you know, you just stare in someone's eyes and you just know, shit, something's not right here. And then he came in and he said, he said, my wife's got cancer. She's been diagnosed with cancer and she's going through the chemo now. And his life at that present time has been turned well upside down. My heart just dropped. I was like, oh my God, Tom, Jesus Christ, you shouldn't be at work, mate. He said, no, that's the only way I can keep my mind away from it for even for five minutes. It's enough just to keep me breathing and keep me plodding on going forward in life, even though life behind closed doors is, is hard. Just being at work and that just makes me forget for that split second, makes me feel normal. And that alone is why I keep turning up every day. And then words will always stick to me. And I did the same when I, went, when I came up with a 10 year relationship. And I always keep coming back on it. Don't get me wrong, it's not my mind or anything like that. But um, when I came out of that, first, one of the main things I did was put all my effort into my work. I actually got a promotion because of it. Uh, but I earned a lot more money. And I, because I'm working and not sitting mulling, I kind of forgot and it helped with as time went by and you, you kind of forget. But Tom, yeah, he, he dropped his care ball on me. I was like, Tom, mate, Jesus. And I was just, I mean, I've, I've never, I'm lucky enough, I've never come across anyone in my family member or close-knit friends apart from Tom that has actually ever, ever got cancer. So I was in a bit of a pickle where I wanted to give him um, advice but I, can't, I also couldn't because I'd never gone through it before myself but one thing I have gone through is hurt and uh, hurt comes in all different ways and forms shapes and forms um, cancer yes it's one majorly bad hurt um, but then you also got a breakdown relationship could be another hurt 
um, losing your best friend to, through a death or a family member. Through a death. There's all different forms of hurt, but at the end of the day, it still comes down to the same thing. It's still hurt, and that individual person has to accept it and move forward in their own way um, to, 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 to proceed in life. So that's the only um, that's the only kind of help I could really give him. Just be that ear to him. Um, I always found when I was going through any issues in life that someone just giving me the right question, how are you? And sitting there for five, ten minutes and just listening to my answer was enough for me to push forward because it's a release. It didn't build up. I can actually speak it out. And Tom did that. He, he would reel it all off and then he'd go really quiet for a few days and I'd come up to him, jump into his machine and say, I think all right, Tom. And I'd keep... Not pressurising him, but just keep nudging him now and then, just say it's alright to speak, and, and, and he did, he kept speaking. Safe to say, I think his wife now has come out of it and she's in a better state of mind now, Um, so I'm really chuffed for that, and they've just both gone on holiday and I've just seen the photos on Facebook, bless him, and he looked like he had a mega time. Um, love the guy through and through, got a lot of time for him. And so in the business that I worked for, I did go belly up as it did. Ah, missing Tom was probably the biggest one there that was a killer for me having no job at that time didn't bother me in the slightest way shape or form i knew i could just walk into the next one and literally i was out there two days and i went straight into the next job but yeah i do miss that guy and i'm still in contact with him now um and it just shows that when my life did change 30 onwards when i started to get to know myself a bit more i didn't just start to get to know myself i started to read a lot more so reading people not reading books in general, just reading people. And because I had such a, an interest in this guy's personality, what he was about, him in general, I knew something was up. And when he did tell me what finally was up, hit me like a son of bricks. Never want to go for that myself. I really don't. And I don't wish it upon my worst nightmare. But I was that ear for him to listen to. And I listened to every word that he has to say. And I'll never change that, ever. And... I'm really glad that's one thing that I'd say I'm, I'm proud of Punch that I've got is that I will always listen to anybody that's got any issues. I'll always give them the best advice I possibly can. But I'll always read that person. I'll always read their body language. I'll know something's up. And I think that's just come like the last four years. I think I've only just started really entwining into that. Uh, nothing to do with the pound hour, by the way, but I do apologise for that. I always go off subjects. So, yeah, <clears throat> Tom. Um, so... I don't think he listens to the podcast, so I'm safe on that front. But he's a brilliant, brilliant man, and I love him to bits. Uh, and like I said, his, his wife's in a definite better place now than what she was this time last year. So, utterly chuffed for really. So, yeah, um, right, so, well, I mean, now, there was a lot of things I wanted to cover today. I've wrote them all down, so we've, got, we've covered the podcast thing. Anyone ever heard of Rebel Wilson? <coughs> Rebel Wilson, ever heard of her? She is just, I mean, I've gone back to Netflix. She's just brought out a a film on Netflix. Um, what is it? Oh, that's it called. Senior Year is called. 2022 it was filmed. And it's got Rebel Wilson in. She used to be a really, really big, like a big girl. That kind of thing. She, was, she had a lot of weight on her. But she was very, very, very good at what she did um, adding, as an actress. She was very funny. Witty banter and the outtakes she does on films after she's actually recorded the film. Her outtakes are absolutely brilliant. But she uh, she lost all her weight and she's now down to God knows what size. I don't know, she's 42 now, so 
in age, I mean, she's probably down to about know, 16 waist, I think, or maybe a bit, maybe even smaller, maybe even 14. But she looks absolutely stunning. She looks stunning when she had weight anyway in my eyes, but looking at her now, you can just see she looks so much more healthier in herself and she's just glowing. And in this film, it's probably the first film, I think it's the first film she's done where she, she shows this drastic weight loss. And I just think you should, everyone should just flick on there on this film. The film is absolutely funny, isn't it? Hilarious as hell. Really is. Um, but this film is really, really good. Uh, but her uh, character she plays is just, it's just brilliant. She was in Pitch Perfect. I don't know if anyone's seen Pitch Perfect. She's in Pitch Perfect and then Pitch Perfect 2. I think she's in Pitch Perfect 3 as well. Um, what else has she been on? The Hustle. Uh, she's done a lot, a lot, a lot of films. Um, very rich. I think she was named like the fifth richest female actress last year. From Brightly. Might be wrong about that, but but she lost eighty pounds in two years or a year and a half. Eighty pounds. Ridiculous. I don't know. She, I mean, I looked into why she wanted to lose the weight. She said she was just sick of being fat. Um and I think it encouraged her to lose weight because uh, she had fertility issues as well. She's got a kid now, but I think fertility getting creeps in. Um, and I think, and she's mentioned in the past social media and the comments and stuff, which we all know I hate, um, and I've mentioned it on previous episodes, she's been for herself, and she's little things like that chipped away, and she lost all this, uh, on this way, 80, 80 pounds, and she looks absolutely stunning for it, so I do suggest nipping on Netflix and watching that film, if anyone's ever not come across Rebel Wilson, sort yourself out, she's an Australian actress, very, very funny, brilliant, brilliant woman she is. Now, one other thing I do want to mention, and it's bugged me rotten today, now, gay people, there's nothing wrong with it. Whatever you prefer sexually is what you prefer. No one can control that and direct you if you are careering off the path for whatever reason. But the social media recently have been really pissing me off because I, I just don't get it. Jake Daniels, um, you might not have come across him as a professional footballer. He plays for Blackpool Football FC. A Blackpool FC football team. He's just recently come out as gay, like last week. Next thing you know, it's on the front of social medias, the front of papers, the front of anything news related. Why? Let him just be gay. Fuck, it's not a big issue. And then the media portray it as, oh God, a footballer's come gay, massive moment. No, it's not. There's a lot of people in this world, from actresses, actors, uh, comedians, anyone in in the public eye have gone gay leave them be you don't need to bang it on the front page news there's a lot more things going on in this world that could be in the the front page news i.e what ukraine are going through and and, and russia being absolute fuckers um one second max jesus christ cat but i just don't get why social media jump on it there's no need for it why do you want to broadcast to the whole world that this guy's turned gay there's no need for it let him be just let it be it, there's no bad thing about it if he wants to be gay he can be gay if he wants to, someone wants to be straight leave him to be straight their own personal sexual preference is down to that individual person but it's just the way the social media jump on it and it really bugs me rotten i just don't get why they do it 
write something proper in the papers, write something proper on the news articles that flashes on people's emails and people's social medias and stuff. You know, the interesting kind of stuff, because the football has finally come out after, I don't know, 15 years of keeping it quiet and probably going through turmoil in his life, of finally being gay. Leave it be. Let it be. Let him come out and deal with what he wants to deal with in his own way. I don't know if anyone agrees with that, but that's my thoughts on that one. Bugs me fucking rotten, it really does. Um, is it? I mentioned a few episodes ago regarding Amber Heard and Johnny Depp. Now, the episode that I mentioned was pretty much how I was not dead against Amber Heard, and I'm not. I can't say I am because I'm not. She might have been through some bad situations with Johnny. We don't know. That's why they were caught. But I did say a few episodes ago I was dead against how she done it. How she tried to use social media. How she portrayed that she's going to donate 7 million of a divorce settlement to charity and clearly she never has because she's just been ripped apart in court only yesterday regarding that she's not donated a single penny to it. Um, I did mention a few episodes ago that I believe her stories and her class proof will crumble around her knees and clearly it is and it has. You have to feel sorry for the woman but what did she expect going into court with probably one of not the biggest most famous actor ever to be as in Johnny Depp and then not come out of it unscathed but the thing is though if she was telling the truth from start to finish then the court would not be going down the route like it is now but there's so many holes in her stories and so many accusations that clearly aren't true um, because the courts are just killing it in every way shape or form and I, I feel for the woman because she, but she's put herself in that situation but she's turned down and says I'm not bothered about the money I'm just bothered about moving forward in life and forgetting everything if that's the case then why are you going through this whole ordeal what's the point you got paid off any divorce settlement that's fine but you could have gone to a, a car and not publicised it and kept it under closed doors, but you didn't. You decided to send all this information that you recorded explicitly, what you recorded, to all social media, as in papers and stuff like that. And you left Johnny Depp out there to dry. You hung him out to dry, sorry. Um, it just shows the kind of strong character that Johnny Depp is because he, he, he stood back up, dusted himself down, and the amount of um, the amount of um, help and um, reassurance that he's getting from the general public, myself included, is absolutely phenomenal to see, read, and hear. I'm addicted to the case. Um, my TikTok feed is an algorithm-based feed, just like everyone else's. And because I literally watch every single upload of anything to do with that court, every time I go on TikTok now, it's just literally um, the court scenarios and what's going on, or what's been um, rolling out. But yeah, I. D I'd love to say I she's got it coming, but at the end of the day, she has been through maybe a, a horrible relationship to a certain extent. But there's ways and means of dealing with it, and she just chose the wrong ways and recording all the stuff that she did, and only showing what she thought she could show to the courts and to social media and the newspapers, um, to portray her story being that she's in a bad turmoil physical, se sexual, bad relationship. I didn't think she planned that the courts would take everything. Everything she's recorded. Every sound she's recorded. 
pulling close-knit friends, family, close-knit work colleagues, everything has been pulled into this big court case. That's why it's 29 days long. It will be 29 days long. I think it's only a halfway through, 16 days into it. Um, and it's all been brought in and she's only just like yesterday stormed out of court after some evidence got brought up and uh, and Johnny Depp's lawyer absolutely killed her for it. Speaking of Johnny Depp's lawyer, Camille Vasquez, that woman makes my heart beat 10 times faster. That woman makes me sweat profusely when I stare at her. She is absolutely stunning. I've got a thing for strong, independent women who know what they want in life and are freaking good at it and nothing stops them. She is a very, very good lawyer and very close to Johnny Depp, which is kind of weird. I mean, I, you look at social media and what they'll do is they'll, they'll have a, an hour's clip of a court and they'll cut out little segments of two, three seconds each one and put them all together, which will then betray that. Johnny Depp and Camilla having this relationship, you know, they're really, really close, and it just portrays that. It's probably nothing like that at all. Um, it's just the way social media likes to portray it, just to make another story. But she's very, very pretty. By God, Mary and Joseph, she's very, very pretty. Very good at what she does. Latino as well, just nice, dark, bronze skin. Oh, and seeing the way he reacts, um, both react, Johnny Depp and Camilla together when they're in the car, it's really nice to view, really nice to see. It's good to see Johnny Depp smile. Um, it's good to see him. One thing I stumbled across which kind of opened my eyes is Camille, um, Johnny Depp's lawyer, turned around and questioned Amber, can't think of her name then, on Earth. and said, it's true that Johnny Depp has never looked at you once in this full court case. Is that correct? And she was like, yeah, it is correct. So Camille said, is the reason for this? And she just turned around from I don't know. I'm not too sure, but they just want to look at me. And if that's true, that is madness, that. To have 16 days, I've got countless hours and hours and not look at each of her, anyway, shape or form, just speaks volumes in my eyes. And if it is true, it's, it's like, wow, man, man bewildering it really is. Fully, fully fledged into this court case. I fully updated every single day because I'm always keeping an eye on what's going on. There's a lot more going on in this world that's a lot more interesting and what should we broadcast that bit more. But either way, this court case though and how it's portraying, how it's getting rolled out, it's just interesting to me. So, yeah. Yeah, but yeah, he's um, his lawyer. Oh, God, very pretty woman. Um, so yeah, <clears throat> I did get a question. So I will find this question. I wrote it down somewhere. There it is. Found it. So I got a question sent in. This question was from Rio. Again, sorry, I don't remember him putting his location. If he did, I didn't write it down. So I do apologise for you. But if you're listening. Hopefully you are. This is your question. Um, but this was sent in a, a fair long while ago. It's just I never got back round to it. Um, but the question was, what is the one thing in the paranormal that scares you the most? And what is the one thing you really want to do? Ooh, thank you very much, Ria, for your question. I do appreciate you, mate, sending that in. Thank you again. Scares me the most. I think there's a few. Uh, being a paranormal slash 
open podcast. Um, poltergeist activity. That scares me witless. When I see something physically move in front of me with my own eyes and this is an object and there's nothing surrounding this object and it's literally just moved. Poltergeist activity scares me witless. I've never come across it yet. I want to come across it, but I also want to make sure I can get it filmed so people can see it does actually happen. It does take some serious strong entity to be able to move an object very, very seriously and strong. And maybe that's why it doesn't happen on a day-to-day -day basis. And, um, and when it has been caught on, on video, it's very few and far between. But it does scare me a bit. And I am hoping that, like I said, one day I do stumble across it um, myself and see this with my own eyes. That's one of the things I've always wanted to see. Um, but yeah, that's one thing. And I think the paranormal aspect regarding the devil, um, which scenario, you know, the... the the dark side to the paranormal, that alone scares me a bit. When you come across an entity that is willing to hurt, willing to scratch, willing to um, to do something to a human being to physically hurt them, whether that's delving into your dreams, giving you nightmares, physically scratching, or throwing something at you to physically try and, try and hurt you, try and make you bleed, so to speak. That, again, is another thing that really scares me. That's why I've never done a Ouija board. Um, pure to the fact is I don't know too much about them. And I know you can open up a portal and let anything come through it, whether it's nice or not, and you can't control it. And I just don't know enough about it to be able to have the confidence to do it. And that's probably why I've never done one. Um, I, don't think, I don't think I'd ever will do one. Never say never. But I just think from what I've seen and what I've witnessed and what I've read, they can be in the wrong hands, very dangerous. And there is entities and spirits out there that do want to hurt and do inflict hurt in any way, shape or form. Or they'll just absolutely petrifyingly haunt you to the last day you you the last breath you take. Um but I think the main thing that really scares me is if a spirit were to attach to you and every time you fall asleep you have nightmares because of it. I'd hate to have that. Every night you want to fall asleep and release and just chill out and in a calm atmosphere and you're getting pure, petrifyingly scary nightmares from a spirit that is absolutely attached to you. That, that scares me as well. There's a lot about the paranormal, believe it or not, that does scare me. But the more it scares me, the more I want to do it and get more intrigued in it. Um, it's like when you was a kid and your mum said, don't do this, it just makes you want to do it even more. But on the paranormal, it's just because I get scared about it more because I just don't know enough about it. And the not knowing is the part that really scares me. Uh, but yeah, definitely the dark side is well, it's definitely one of the main ones that just scare me. Um, going back to your question again, Rio, uh, and what is the one thing you really want to do? Right, I would love to travel America and go and do the big locations there. I love your country. I love how you're patriotic. I love how your meals are 10 times the size there than they are in England. I love how your houses are 10 times the size there and your cars are 10 times the size there. Um, I just love the thing about America, but the locations you've got there because it's such a massive country 
with so much history connected to every single state. The locations you've got there are, are brilliant, they really are. And I'd love that's one of the things I'd love to do in, in the future. I would love another thing to get scratched. Sounds stupid, don't it? I actually want to get scratched by a spirit. I want to feel what it feels like to be physically scratched by something that I can't physically see with my own eyes. I will never push it to get scratched. If it happens, it happens. Not like Ghost Adventures where he goes there and asks, will you scratch me? Did you just scratch me? <laughs> I will never do that because you're going down a path maybe that you might not want to go down. Um, if it happens, it happens. If a spirit doesn't want you there and it wants to hurt you and it wants to scratch you or throw something at you, believe it or not, you don't have to ask it to do it. It will do it. It will let you know that it doesn't want you in that vicinity in one way, shape or form. So, that being said, that's another thing that really does uh, go on my list of things that I want to do. Uh, and I, I do want to travel the world. I think I'm getting to that age now where I'm thinking of uh, opening up sticks and travelling the world. I always think about it daily now. It's getting to that part of my life where you know you just you want to think forward a bit more and what you want your life to be and stuff like that. I mean everyone always thinks it, but I just love to travel and see the sights. Um, unfortunately, I lost my passport. I threw it out in the bin bags, and so I'm just in the process of getting a new one. So hopefully next year I can start going back away and stuff like that. Fingers crossed, and uh, I'm gonna have COVID fucking help it because that alone will kill me if you have that that really will kill me if you have that but I think if I had to put my hand on my heart going forward I'm really 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 going to push this podcast I love speaking there's so much going on in this world that needs to be talked about Everyone's got their own interpretation and their thoughts and their vision on what life is and what it should be or their vision of situations and, and things that had happened in, in the world, um, whether it's personal or non-personal. Um, you might have been through a, a hellishly bad childhood. You might have had situations that you've gone through. I've been through God knows a hell of a lot. and. The only way I can really safely say that it makes it so much easier to live on a day-to-day basis is talking. What better way to do it than a podcast? Now, this is a paranormal podcast, says it in the name, but I tend to go off topic so, so much. It, it kind of bugs me a bit, but it doesn't at the same time. So I am thinking of rebranding, rebranding and, uh, and seeing, not fully rebrand i'm still always going to be i think i'm still always going to be doing a paranormal uh, there's a lot going on in the background at the moment in time which needs sorting out and, and, and putting a stamp on uh and that will be done probably the next uh, next couple of days and it's safe to say the paranormal does have a big soft spot in my heart but it's the team that make it what it is and if I haven't got the team and I haven't got the backing of a team, then I'm only as strong as my weakest link. And I know there's going to be chops and changes and ins and outs. There's going to be. It's going to happen. But having that backing of the people that you hold the most in the field that you hold the most, 
means a lot to me. It really, really does. And it always will. And if they've got the same love that I've got for, do it together as a team. And I'll always, I'll always go by that. I really will. Um, but a few things have been cropping up recently that have been really needing to sort out. So that will be done over the next period going forward. That's for sure. But this podcast, though, I do love, like I've said, I, I love every second of it, and uh, I always will. And so I might think about just rebranding ever so slightly. If this is something that you think is a good choice, let me know. Send me a message. Let me know what you think. Because if you listen to my episodes like you have been, and I hope you have been, you'll know that I do go off topic a hell of a lot. I can still keep this a paranormal podcast, but just not portray it as a paranormal podcast as much. Because I do talk about everything but paranormal sometimes. It's an avenue that I'm looking at going down. Still going to do the uh, studio build. Um, I've got the funds for that to be done now. It's just a case of just finalising and, 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 and just finalising the last few things at the end to make sure everything is cock on. Um, the contract being offered is brilliant on paper, but I want to refine it and make sure that I'm covered in every aspect. So there's little tweaks here and there that needs doing, uh, but I've got all the quotes, the finances is in place, and that will be going ahead. Uh, but in the meantime, there will be a little mini studio built in the apartment to cover that, get up to speed on um, doing a podcast on video feed as well as audio. So I'll be learning the same time as, <laughs> as me going forward. So saying that, yeah, so the, the, the studio definitely still going forward no matter what. The paranormal will still be going forward. Um, but I do think a rebrand of this podcast might be might be very wise because I literally do go off topic a hell of a lot. Um, and if you, I'm looking at the statistics on the analytics and um, on Spotify, um, we've, got, we've got new listeners weekly, and the watch hours, uh, watch hours, that I've watch hours, the listen hours and the downloads is really really good. It's just I think it's just something I wouldn't mind building on. Um, when I take pride in something, I will just keep building on it and building on it and building on it, and because I'm. I just talk in general anyway. Um, I think it's just a, it's a very fitting thing for me to do, having a podcast, because I do like to talk, I do like to listen, and I do like to share my experiences, and I'm very interested in other people's experiences, other people's questions, other people's visions and what they've been through in life and everything in between, and that's very much me in a nutshell. So, yeah, I think that's definitely a route I'm going to probably look down um, going forward, but... I have been blabbing on, haven't I? But this has been episode 12. I will be back next week, hopefully on a Sunday this time. The reason why I've had to record it on a Wednesday because I've, uh, I've been working my nights at work. But this has been episode 12. It's been a pleasure from my heart to be talking again for so long. But it's a pleasure that you guys are out there listening and supporting. Keep sending your questions in. Uh, keep sending your stories in. Again, I will always cover them and I'll always pull them up and I'll always read them out. Keep doing what you're doing. You're brilliant, every single one of you. And again, I'll be back next week on Sunday. And again, this has been After Dark Paranormal Quest and you've listened to Dave. See ya. Yeah.